Welcome to P3 Radio. The monkey only dances as good as the guy grinding the organ handle. Give a lesson. We're coming for you, baby. <laughs> and if you're going to call me back tomorrow, whatever I do. You better believe I took my turn a little bit. <laughs> what? Cool story, bro. PG3 Radio. Here's your host, Josh Friend. Ladies and gentlemen, next up we have crying little blind children. Richard Mulliken. I don't know. Is this making any sense to anybody out there? It's showtime! It's showtime! It's showtime! Hello, everyone, and welcome once again to another episode of P3 Radio. I'm Richard Mulliken, joined by my co-host and best friend, Josh Prawley. Say hey, Josh. Hey, Josh. How's it going? We are back for another episode of P3 Radio here. No guests this week, but we got some big guests coming up in the next couple weeks. Right, Josh? I am super duper excited about the guests that we have coming up. Now, I don't want to drop names. You can drop names. Are you sure? Yeah, go ahead. They're pretty much set in stone. If it don't happen, I can. it looks bad on them, right? Evidently. At this but point, it's in concrete. It's going to happen. It's in concrete. So the next three weeks after this week... We've got some big interviews. Super big interviews, and it may turn into more than three weeks, to be yeah. honest with you, depending yeah. on the length of them. But I am super-duper excited about Pete Gass. I mean, he was an integral part in the Main Street Posse yeah. in a time where wrestling was more than pop culture. I mean, everybody was watching wrestling at that so, point. So to, to, to make the announcement, in a couple of weeks, we've got Pete Gass – from the Mean Street Posse, that's going to be on the show. He was he was in Memphis wrestling for a little while. That's where we you know we saw him on WWE, but he was also on MCW at a lot of at a live show here in Jackson that we went to. That was the show where uh, Daniel Bryan was American Dragon. Yeah, he wrestled. And he wrestled uh, Regal. Exactly, and then it was uh, Brian Kendrick as Spanky. his first gimmick yep. as Spanky. Versus, who did he verse that night? I can't remember. I do know Crash Holly wrestled uh, Steve Bradley. And uh, uh, Lance Cade was on that show. Yeah, he wrestled Joey Abs and took one of the hardest chair shots I <laughs> think I've ever. That was insane. I, you know, I found that whole show on YouTube recently. No yeah, shit. Yeah, it was the whole MCW show, and it only had highlights of the Pete Guess match. He wrestled yeah. Shooter Schultz. Yeah. But... Um, but yeah, Lance Cade was there, and that whole—I I wanted to find the chair shot because I was like, "I gotta see it." And dude, it still lives up to the hype. The chair bends over the guy's head and everything. It was—it was brutal. It reminded me of the chair shot Raven took whenever he was tied up to the cage with yeah. both arms. Yeah, I mean, and Tommy Dreamer. I would dare say head. this one was worse because I remember when we were going into it, we were thinking. Joey Abs from the Mean Street Posse. He's yeah. going to be wrestling Lance Cade. We knew who Lance Cade was. Yeah, but we totally overlooked the bout. Yeah, like before. Yeah, I mean, but it was. It ended up being one of the best matches that night, just because of the chair shot. Well, yeah, I mean, and everything that happened after that. Yeah. They made it make sense that night. You remember us getting a picture with Lance Cade afterwards? And that's what I'm saying. He was, you know, one of the coolest guys. I mean, yeah. he even had the gimmick. Uh, I mean, it probably wasn't a gimmick. No, it wasn't a gimmick. He was he was definitely on Dream Street when we talked to him too. Yeah, but he had the the towel around his neck and then the big, big, super big bandage on the yeah. head. He, you know, if if it wasn't 
uh, legit. He surely played it like it was. Yeah, and we'll talk to Pete Gass about this in another week or so. I don't know when you'll actually hear it, but you will hear us interview Pete Gass, and we'll talk about this show. Uh, we're also going to be interviewing a guy that I'm kind of excited about this one because this is not in our normal realm of people that we talk to, and that is Dangerous Danny Davis, the referee. You might remember him from the Hart Foundation. You might remember him from uh, that whole gimmick he did with uh, as the heel referee. He- uh, that that literally was, I mean, when you go back and you look, that was one of the first heel referee gimmicks where they actually made a thing of it right. more than a couple of weeks. Yeah, and, and he, he was part of the Hart Foundation with Jimmy Hart, Bret Hart, and Jim the Anvil Nightheart. And it was slightly before I started watching WWE. Like, this is back when I was just watching Memphis Wrestling and WCW. But I remember the guy. I remember having, having the trading cards of yeah. Dangerous Danny Davis. You know, He the had referee. the tights that had the referee stripes yes. on them everything. It was so cool. He's been in a WrestleMania. But what always got me about him was, you know, they had the whole angle, and he was the heel, and then he became the wrestler. And after, I forget what happened, but they literally kept him off TV maybe two week, uh, two months. Right. And then they just inserted him back as the referee and never made any kind of mention. <laughs> kind of the Nick Patrick NWO. Exactly. That's, and, exact, that's the blueprint for the Nick Patrick thing. Right. I think. Yeah, I mean, so I'm excited to talk to that guy. You know, he's part of an early WrestleMania. I think, what, WrestleMania 3, was it, that he was in? He's refed, but he's been a part of the, you know, He's been a part of it, but as a performer, WrestleMania 3, he was a big part of it. Oh, yeah, he had a match in WrestleMania 3, but, I mean, he's been on the payroll since the early 80s, possibly before that. And another interview we've got coming up, it's, uh, it's a local guy around here. He's been all over the place, but he's also had a national reality tv show it's Derek king yeah. mr personality Derek king now we're going to talk to him about more memphis wrestling stuff but you talk about somebody that has been everywhere from ovw he's been in the ring with jackie fargo and i i tell i told him this when i first met him i have never seen somebody give themselves an atomic drop i didn't even think that was possible <laughs> but i watched him in ovw take an atomic drop from jackie fargo and i'm like if ever there was a guy that just gave himself one just balanced himself on a guy's shoulders and then dropped himself on somebody's. <laughs> it was him. And that was nothing against Jackie Fargo, but Jackie Fargo was in his 70s at the time. Yeah, he was super duper old. Right. But I thought it was so cool. They yeah. had such a cool thing going on. Rip Rogers as the manager, Jason Lee and Derek King, the convertible blondes. Are you serious? The Atomic Blondes. Atomic Convertible. The Convertible <laughs> was the tag team, I think, that Rip was a part of, maybe. But yeah. it was the Atomic Blondes? It was the Atomic Blondes. Okay, well, let's redo it again. <laughs> Hold up. The tag team that he was a part of, the Atomic Blondes, yeah. that was totally cool. I mean, Rip Rogers as the manager. Jason Lee dyed his hair. Derek King dyed their hair. Yeah, he dyed all of their hair. He was like, all of their I, hair. I had three he years of beauty school. He was the main school. stylist. School? Dang it. <laughs> I had three years of beauty school. I can do all of your guys' hairs. You just get me some Vidal Sassoon. I've got you covered. Give me uh, Rip Rogers yeah. as the manager. Yeah. <laughs> and that, that's the final key. 
and we are the blondes. Yeah. But I totally loved it because they were the classic heels. Yeah, and not only that, he's had spots on WWE television where he's wrestled Perry Saturn. He was do you remember when Edge and Kane had their feud in New Orleans and they had all these big gestures and and court gestures and things and Kane ended up being one and he's like throwing them over the top rope yeah. and Edge Well, Derek was the one that took the spill over the top rope. Right. The dangerous spill. Well, you, like I said, and I've got a ch- chance to work with Derek. So hearing some of the stories, he's he's seen everybody. Uh, you know, he was in OVW when I think Randy Orton and uh, John Cena were there. Well, even before that, too. But I always thought yeah. Derek, when I think of Derek King, I always think about kind of like Adele Rios as well. Right. The guy that had everything. Right. Every single part of anything that you'd ever need to be successful in the wrestling business and just kind of never made it to the main starlight of the roster. But, I mean, that's not knocking him because he had every single thing that was required besides maybe, you know, the political right. It's like watching a guy on the football field that has 4-3 speed he knows how to run. He knows how to cut. He knows how to carry the ball to the end zone. Knows how to avoid tacklers. Make everybody and, look bad right. while he's doing and it. And never making it to the NFL. You're like, man, right. what happened? It, it, you just don't know the right guy or you didn't kiss the right person's ass or yeah. something like that. And it's always a political game. But, yeah, you look at those guys and you go, well, if Dell and – Derek can't make it, then what chance do I have? A pudgy guy from Bemis. You know what I mean? And and then you see somebody like Ellsworth, who just has the right look that they're looking for at the time and the right the right gimmick, and they just make a go of it. A lot of times, though, you know, you hear the whole cliche, but, I mean, it's true. Right place, right time, in the right guy's ear. Right. And everything, all the stars line up, and you make a go of it, and you make the best of it. That's – Totally what Ellsworth did. Yeah. But, I, you know, Derek King, he's had a great career, and he's still wrestling. So yeah. there's more to come. Well, we're going to have Derek on. We're going to have Pete Gass from the Mean Street Posse and Dangerous Danny Davis. We're we, filled up at least for the first half of March. We're filled up for the <laughs> – Filled <laughs> up. That's, we're filled up. We got all never, the fools here on P3 Radio. You've never heard that term, we'll full, we're, we are filled <laughs> up. Yeah, we've got a lot of people – uh, and a lot of good guests. And we've got more on the way, Josh. This is just the tip of the iceberg. We have some talks with a pretty big name from the 90s that hopefully we can get. I'm just going to tease it like that because if we don't, I don't want to look like the asshole. So, <laughs> so we've got a guy there that we're trying to get. We've got another guy that was a tag team wrestler in the Attitude Era. Uh, we've also – I'm talking to a national comedian – uh, that travels all the time. I'm trying to get him in. We're just looking on a date. Um, a guy that we also have a guy that we're talking to that was a big part of our local radio station uh, when we were younger, and we're hoping to bring him in because he was like the shock jock of our era, like of our area. He was the shock jock of our area, and you know it'd be good to talk to him about some of the things that were going on here in our town. Uh, I mean, like I said, we've got a full plate, and we have all this stuff to talk about that's just piling up and piling up and piling up. And it's good to be busy. You know what I mean? It's good to be busy. So I tell you what, that's enough about who we've got coming up. Why don't we get to this show? But before we do that, 
let's take a little break, reset, and we're going to hear from our sponsor. Which one do you want to hear from, Josh? I want to go with Florida Vacations. All right, so if you're going to... If you gonna book your Florida, <laughs> so if you're going to book, so Florida vacations, if you're gonna book your Florida vacation, please, 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 we ask. Think that, about Orlando. Think about Orlando, and not only think about Orlando. Please use our site, and it would help us. It would help us tremendously if you wanted to repost it on your Facebook account. It's P3. It's tinyurl. It's tinyurl.com/slash P3 Florida. P3 Florida. How more simple could it be? I mean, all you have to do is share it. Yeah, just share it. Just post it out there. It's It's not like we're asking you to go kill your grandmother. Just share it on your Facebook page. It's not hard. Yeah, I mean. It's one action. We're not asking you to put your dick in a meat grinder. We're (laughs) We're asking you to go to this website. And it would help us. It would help our podcast. I mean, just go there if you even. I mean, just bullshit. Be like, oh, just book a vacation, then cancel at the last minute. I think we'll still get the money. You know, uh, your kids want to go to Legoland. Yeah, you know, you want to go to Legoland, and 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 you're bullshitting yourself if you think, yeah. oh no, uh, you want to go to Legoland. Yeah, you want you, you to go, go to Orlando. You want to go. You want to get your yep. tickets from mm-hmm. tinyurl.com/p3florida. I don't even think we need a commercial after this, do we? We've pretty much covered it, right? We plugged it for at least a minute and a half. Ah, screw it. Let's go with the commercial. Josh, we'll be right back after this. Word from P3 Florida. Florida Ticket Station. Florida. Your one-stop shop for discounted tickets on all of Orlando's best theme parks. Orlando. All of Orlando's local attractions. All of Orlando's events. Fucking Orlando. All of Orlando's local attractions. And so much more. They offer affordable tickets to Disney World. Mickey Mouse. Universal Studios. Back to the Future. Sea World. Well. Legoland. Everything is awesome. Bush Gardens. I don't know what that is. And so much more. But, but seriously, Josh, they are licensed and insured with the state of Florida. Florida. So you can rest assured that your reservations are valid. Valid. Summer's coming and vacation time's right around the corner. Round the corner. So go to tinyurl.com slash p3florida and book your Orlando vacation today. Today. tinyurl.com slash p3florida. Florida. P3 Florida. Welcome back to P3 Radio. Everybody, book your Florida trip. Josh, get yours. Book. I can see Legoland now. I can see the smiles on the kids' faces. That's what dreams are made of. I don't. I can't even really hear you. What? You need to get closer to the mic, maybe. What? There you go. What? Sweet dreams. All right. What? So. <laughs> so. There's a reason to that 
Madness right there, right? I sure hope so. <laughs> We're back with P3 Radio. And we, like I said, we've had a list of things that we wanted to talk about. But we haven't had time to talk about it because we've had so many guests. Which is a good thing. It's good to be overbooked. I love it. It's a a busy uh, work folder, but it's a stressful type thing. Yeah, you want you you do a lot of homework and you do a lot of things. It's just nice to sometimes kick back and just talk me and you without anybody there, just to kind of just mess around, shooting the shit. Yeah, I so love it. it's like therapy. Yeah, so I told you a while ago I do a lot of I do a lot of thinking when I'm driving, and in the mornings when I drive to work, I'm usually there's a few red lights, and I'll have a thought and I'll stop at the red light and I'll immediately jot it down real quick in my notes and then take back off because the red light changes to green. And you'll think like, why is it that not all Korean women are banned from driving? Like, why is that even an option at the driver's license station? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> so are you for or against? Maybe we, maybe we shouldn't ask that question. We'll pull that thread right now. But anyways, <laughs> I'm just joking. <laughs> I mean, God, I only ban that, about fifty like, percent uh, uh, of them. Uh, uh, <laughs> that, that's just an it's science. Nineties humor. Yeah. So, anyways, before Josh got on his racist. Oh truck my God! Tire. Go change your piss pad. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> fucking better be. <laughs> I'll be in HR Monday. Or so, Josh, from, you want to tell us about the comments on your podcast? Yeah. I mean, thanks for listening. <laughs> you're like, well, you're one of the You're eight. number eight. Thank yeah. you. You're one of the eight people that listen. Iron Claw. <laughs> we think about that. I poop too much. So anyways, <laughs> there was a reason why we played <laughs> that song three minutes ago, which is longer than the actual song. Mm-hmm. So I had this thought. I had one of the craziest series of dreams a couple days ago. I was dreaming. Have you ever had one of those, what they call lucid dreams, where you know this is a dream? I'm going to be honest with you. Most of them I know it's a dream. It's only like the... Select- I just bullshit with my, my mind. I'm like, no. yeah, you can go ahead and play your theater no, mind. For real. Yeah. For real. There's only a select few where it just seems too real that I... That I don't know it's a dream. Right. But like when it's really weird, I know it's a dream. And I kind of encourage myself to wake up. Right. Like you want to give an example or anything? Well, like kind of like whenever things get a little weird and, you know, you have somebody like say there's somebody in your dream and they're like, hey, why don't we just go kill this guy? <laughs> and you're like, and then my uncle shows whoa, up and pulls his penis whoa, out. It's weird. Wait a minute. <laughs> that's not right you know morality kicks in and you're just like this is a dream i'm gonna get out of here you and know and then you try try your, your damnedest to wake up and then you wake up right there's only a few instances to where it's kind of like god i don't know if this is a dream right you know there, should i stab this guy or there's only been what do you think have you ever gotten to a fight in your dream yeah is it not the slowest punches you've ever delivered the in your life? The only time it wasn't, and I don't know if I've talked about it on the show or not. I'm pretty sure I have, but the only time it wasn't, I had this dream where 
somebody had stolen my wife's truck. And I knew it was. He was like, in my dream, he was a screw-up, but he's not a real person. Yeah. So in my dream, he shows back up, and I'm like, what are you doing? We've called the cops. We've already, we've looked all over this, and you you stole the truck? And he's laughing about it, and I just deck him. And it was the hardest punch I've ever thrown in my dream. It's not an underwater punch. No, it's it's a throw, punch, hit him, connect, feel it with my fist, punch. And then, like, as he's falling, I wake up, and my wife's holding the back of her head. I'd what? Punch, I'd punch her in the back of the head in my sleep. <laughs> yeah. I thought You've I told- committed domestic... Domestic. D- domestic, yes. I've- You've committed domestic assault... In your dream? Yes. Uh, and wow. it was on Easter Sunday. I remember that because I was like, thank God. We <laughs> Happy were gonna, Easter. Yeah, we were going to we were going to church that morning. I was like, thank God she wasn't like facing me. Yeah, you're gonna have to pray for your head to feel better. There's been times where she's woken me up in dreams, like where I've had dreams where somebody's like I hear the noise. Like I'm a light sleeper. So she's walked into the house before and made a noise and it's kind of alerted me and it's affected my dream to where I hear somebody making a noise and I'm thinking somebody's breaking in. So there's been times that she has woken me up without waking me up and then actually walked over to the bed goes, Hey baby. And I take a swing at her. <laughs> like I wake up and take a swing at her because I'm like, somebody's in my house. There's been a lot of times she had to duck, dip, dive and dodge. I wonder how many cases of murder has been, actually taken to court because of those you know the cliche old school people you hear about sleeping with guns under their pillows and stuff what if just a few of them were the type of sleeper you were you're talking about that yeah. you are I, I mean, mean i'm more of a just you know like throw a fist and ask questions later in my dreams i'm not very violent you know that i'm not a very violent type person but i guess in my dreams i don't take no shit <laughs> dream rich I ain't never been about that but anyways man the reason why i brought up dreams was because i had a series of dreams that was crazy i knew i was dreaming but i was back to when i was like 11 years old and immediately i was like i know i'm not 11 years old and we were at church with my grandmother and my grandfather you know he's not around, but know you're kind of enjoying the memory right so it yeah. would be like if somebody said all right josh Right now, what we're going to do is we're going to pop you into a moment in time to where your grandfather's going to be there. Yeah. How would you react? Me and my mom were staying at the church, and my grandmother and my grandfather were driving home. I was telling my my grandmother already walked out of the church, but my grandfather came over, and he was telling me bye. And I hugged him, and I bawled my eyes out. It was the sweetest dream I've ever had. And like, I feel, I feel no shame in saying that if I would have woke up at that minute, I would have had tears rolling down my eyes. Like all I was doing was just hugging him and I didn't want to let him go. Even though I knew it was part of the dream, I didn't want to let him go. I was just sitting there crying because I haven't really had a dream about my, my grandfather died in 95. So I haven't really had a dream about my grandfather in probably like 10 years, maybe 11, 12. It's been a long time. So like, so I kind of got to time travel in my mind back to a time that never happened and basically hugged my grandfather for a good two, three minutes. That's awesome. And I mean, I mean, if you think about it like that, you know, those dreams used to freak me out about my grandfather and my grandmother when I'd have them. But if I have those dreams, I don't freak out because I, it's like I get to spend more time with them. Exactly. 
Dude, in that dream, I just took full advantage of it, and I hugged him, and I told him I loved him, and like I knew the whole time it wasn't real. And from that moment on, it went straight back into, I don't know, this is a dream anymore. So like as soon as he left, they had asked my mom, hey, there's this family here. There's only three or four of them, and there's this young guy, and there's nobody to do the eulogy. They asked her, said, would you mind, since you're so well-spoken, would you do the eulogy at this guy's funeral? They've already wrote it up and everything. All you have to do is just basically read it. And she was like, yeah, I'll do it. So as she's doing the eulogy, you're not really listening, but you hear things, and you're like, that don't sound right. <laughs> you know? <laughs> and uh, You better believe I took my turn right, with Teddy Bear. Right. He's like, why is she saying that in the eulogy? Well... She said the guy's name, and I can't remember. I want to say it was a name that was familiar, like uh, Steve Anderson Smith or something like that. You know, if you look at him. <laughs> Insert this, cliche name. Right. She she actually was saying in the dream, she was like, we'll just say John Doe. John Doe was a young man, and if you look at him, you wouldn't think that he would be in a casket right now, mostly because he's not a big fat man. <laughs> He's a young slender man that's in good shape. And I remember the, the fat man thing. <laughs> I was like, why would they He's bring He's not that very up? fat man. He's not a fat man. He's a young slender man that's in good shape. And costs less to build a coffin. Yeah. I mean, you could just basically just. $100, <laughs> throw his ass in the ground. <laughs> right. Well, all of a sudden, you know, now there's more people around us. There's like a room full of people. No longer three or four. You know how dreams work. Right. So all of a sudden, I'm just sitting there with a guy that's supposed to be my friend from church. As my mom's talking, I'm not listening because I'm focusing on the body. Because I'm thinking the body's moving. <laughs> I'm like, what? Did you see that? <laughs> and my mom's still talking and everything. And I look up, and the body like jerks like real quick, like it has a muscle spasm. And in my mind, I'm thinking... Hey, that body just moved, but it was a muscle spasm. You know how they say your muscles are still <laughs> contracting and blah, blah, blah. So I'm like, oh, that's all it was. And then all of a sudden, he starts violently shaking. Like, <laughs> and he pops up. Like, sits straight up, Undertaker style, in the coffin. <laughs> and everybody's freaking out, but my mom, who's doing the eulogy, just keeps going. And he gets Full up of the life. The coffin Very falls. energetic. Yeah. <laughs> the coffin falls over and he stands up and his mouth is like wired shut so he can't say anything. He's just screaming and freaking out and like throwing things. And I remember going, get out of here, get out of here, get out of here. <laughs> and he runs up to me. He looks at me with his mouth closed and his eyes are kind of like squinted like he hadn't opened them in a while and he's just screaming like that little, you know, like screaming in his mouth. And I wake up and I'm, like, it's like 5.30, and I got to get up at 6, and I'm like, well, ah. I'm awake now, right? <laughs> oh, Go back to sleep to that dream. It's never a dream that you fall back into that you like either. You know, yeah. you fall back into a dream, and the psycho guy's still like, he's just looking at his watch like, where you been? Sit back down there. <laughs> it's like you need to talk to some kind of like hippie or something and see like what that means. I don't, I don't think dreams really mean anything. Well, I think they're just mind movies that just play randomly. You know that that could be true because I mean I don't I don't remember any of my dreams unless they're just really profound, right? You know, like what you're talking about that would haunt me for months on end. Or yeah, something I mean like that. 
that dream right there will stick out in my mind forever because it was like, it was so, I had a dream when I was a kid. You know, there was a woman that lived behind my house. She was an older lady, and I used to ride my bike back there, and I would, she would be out on the porch, and I'd stop and be like, hey, how's it going? And just, because I was a friendly kid, you know? I was very, mol- very molestable. Yeah, Miss James. <laughs> but I was very molestable. I was very friendly with all kinds of people. And <laughs> just, you give me candy. Very molestable. I was very molestable. But I believed that everyone had candy <laughs> and ice cream in the back of their... You mean all I got to do RV is show you my type van. and I get a Tootsie Roll? <laughs> all right, let's so, do this. So, I mean, all I got to do is come into the side of that van yeah. and go all the way to the back, yeah. and you've got ice cream. Yeah. Where do, where do I sign? Anyways. That's was, what my step-uncle does on Christmas. <laughs> step-uncle. <laughs> that might be the worst <laughs> family member ever. You ain't even my real uncle. <laughs> But anyway, <laughs> hey, it's Thanksgiving. Come on here in the bathroom. I got to show you something. I got a wishbone. I want you to come in here and take a look at it. You come know. here and snap it. That's how you know where the water's at. That is not a wishbone. <laughs> What's that wishbone got to do where the water's at? I feel like we're tapping into a weird place here. But anyways, Miss James lived behind me. The poor old lady. after she passed away, I had this dream where I was riding my bike by her house. But instead of it being like, I don't know, 30 yards in front of our house, it became like 200 yards. Like that, I, the whole time I was pedaling, I was in front of her house. And I remember thinking, I saw the mini blind open. And I remember going, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit, in my dream. I was like <laughs> 10 years old. But I had this thought of like, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit. And I was pedaling as fast as I could to get home. And all of a sudden she busts out of the door and runs faster than I can pedal my bike. And her eyes are completely black, and she's going, ah! Holy shit. What do you do, like, before you go to bed? I don't know, man. I'm repressing something, I'm sure. I think it was the last memory that I, well, at least the last memory that I have of her. You remember we would take our rest, the wrestling man and everything, the ring, all that, over there, and, you know, we'd knock on her door. And we'd see if she wants to come outside and talk to us while yeah. we play wrestling. We were very friendly kids. <laughs> and, you know, we did that for like a long time. And then that one day she opened the door. But when she opened it, you know how you can look in somebody's eyes or like a dog or whatever. So I don't remember this at all, but go ahead. Oh, man. it's I still remember it to this day. It freaked me out. She opens the door. She just opened it enough to stick her face out, and she looked at us like, what the hell are you doing here? Like, she didn't even know who we were, and we were saying, hey, Miss James, do you want to, you know, come talk to us, whatever? She was like, oh, no, or something, and she said something kind of crazy, and then she shut the door. But you could see in her eyes, like, nobody was home. Right. And we never went over there again, at least... With me, yeah, you never. No, I, we never went back. I vaguely remember that, yeah. and it was like not long after that she died. I want to say one of her sons were there or something at one time when we came over and said that she was just she wasn't feeling well and didn't want to come out. Yeah, but I remember we used to do that too with like all of our neighbors. We used to just go over and just talk to them as kids. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I remember there was one day my mom said she couldn't find me. And I was next door talking to Miss Hattie, which is Chris's great grandmother. Right. 
I was like just next door talking to her, and uh, that was just the way we were. But I never liked her because she always hated whenever we, we would get on that little. Uh, she had them two strands of like uh, electrical cord or whatever to like stop you from getting into her backyard. No, it was yours. a stop. We've talked about this before. She had these two black strands between my house and her house, and it was because all these people kept banging on the windows and doors at night. She put them back there to kind of stop them because they'd be running through the house. So they'd run through and then hit those things because they couldn't see them and just like double clothesline the crap out of themselves. Well, either way, I seen them as wrestling ring ropes. Yeah, everybody did. And every time we would go over there and we'd try to start a wrestling match or whatever, she'd come out of the house or she'd come right to that window and tell us, get the hell out of here or whatever she would she say. She never told me that. And, well, she always got on to us whenever we'd be back there. Maybe it was the just you and your heathen self. Uh, maybe. Maybe you were trying to climb them or something. Would you not try to climb to the top rope? I do remember when we were kids, we used to do wrestling moves on, like, wrestling dummies out there. And I had we had wrestling buddies out back. And we were talking about being a tag team. It was on a Sunday. I remember this because it was before I had to go to church. <laughs> it was like a Sunday afternoon. And we were out there wrestling these wrestling dummies. And we had decided that our finishing move was going to be a double drop kick. And we set the wrestling dummy up against the fence. And we were trying to drop kick it. And we were two fat, chubby white kids (laughs) (laughs) trying to do a double drop kick (laughs) on a Ninja Turtle wrestling dummy. (laughs) Why not? But no, the reason why... At least we got up to the ankle. Yeah, I mean... I don't know. I remember falling down on the ground going, the hell with this. (laughs) This hurts. Because we were just falling on our sides. But no, the reason why I brought up dreams, too, was if you think dreams are weird, you know what B-roll is, and we talked about it like when we were younger, about middle school, high school age, we were going to shoot a movie. And we were going to have this scene where in the movie we walked in and there was wrestling playing. And the wrestling, we couldn't use WWE stuff. I guess we could have, but for some reason, we wanted to do our own, like, just goofy wrestling where somebody was getting paid off to lose and all this other stuff. So we were going to create our own B-roll. B-roll is just, like, not your main focus. You'll see it a lot, like, on, do you have an injury? Did somebody you know have an injury? And the guy's grabbing his back. Well, that's B-roll. If you ever get conscious in your dream enough to where you know this is a lucid dream and you know what's going on do yourself a favor and watch the b-roll of dreams go over to your radio in your dream or your tv turn it on and just watch it or listen to it dreams are already screwed up enough as it is another door okay so don't stick stick to what we've got here and you can go with that in just a minute but dreams are already screwed up enough right like Okay, so for example... I have never thought about turning the TV on or turning the radio on in the dream. Yeah. Like tonight, try to prepare yourself to go, all right, I'm going to have a dream and I'm going to remember what I'm doing. I'm going to have a dream, I'm going to remember what I'm doing. When you do that, turn the radio on the TV. The reason why I say that is your dreams are already screwed up. Uh, A few years back, I had a dream. Me and you were hanging out at a school. But instead of it being you, I knew it was you, but it wasn't you. You were Fred Savage. (laughs) And our school was this big, like, English castle type thing. And we couldn't find our English class. And we were walking around, walking around. Thunderstorms were going off. And we were out in the middle of the courtyard. And, like, 
all of a sudden, now I knew you were Fred Savage. Were we dressed now like I'm just knights fr- and shit? No, 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 no. We, just- we were just in normal clothes, but we were in the middle of like the, the courtyard where the grass and everything was, and we just couldn't find our class. We're like, where are they Now, are we talking about Fred Savage before or after the sexual harassment suit? I uh, don't know about You know, that. that's the reason why I wondered right. you're So anyways, uh, <laughs> you're getting off on another, another tangent. So you were Fred Savage, but then all of a sudden I knew you were Fred Savage, and I was like, okay, now I'm just good friends with Fred Savage. <laughs> so that's how crazy the dreams go anyways. Well, you just wake up and go, I don't know what the hell that meant. Right. Turn on a radio or listen to a TV and watch your mind go, uh... <laughs> I don't know what to think right now. So your mind literally will go, all right, let's just top 40 music. Here's a song. Burp, 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 boots and hoes, burp, burp, <laughs> boots and hoes. And you're like, in your mind, you're like, yeah, I've heard this song like 30 million times. Boots and hoes. We all know this one. Bum, I, even, bum, I have a shirt and, from Panama City 2013, boots and hoes. And in your mind, you're like, this is like a 10 year old song. Why are right. we playing this? You know, you could sing every word. It's like, how much insanity do you want? That's what B-roll of your dreams is. So if you ever have a lucid dream, don't take that time to just kill somebody or fly around the earth because it's not even the real earth. Let's be honest. Or don't take that time just raping people because some people do that. <laughs> some people are like, there was, <laughs> like, I'm going to have sex with everything here. Run, people. I'm the God here. Girl, you better hope I don't dream next to your house. <laughs> it's over with so don't take your time doing that <laughs> really just explore the imaginations explore the deepest darkest parts of your mind and just turn on a tv and watch the insanity happen <laughs> and the only reason why i know that is because like i said it, it reminded me of so many times in my dreams where i turn on the radio and the radio's just like instead of being like hi this is blah 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 with your 104 cast tonight partly cloudy with a 50 percent chance of rain instead of that it's like uh, <laughs> it's like Balky is a fucking uh, DJ or something. It's, it's Hello, funny. everyone. How and would you like to? No, go? it's not even. It's not even that advanced. It's like, uh, like your mind goes. I don't. I don't know. Um, <laughs> t- tomorrow it's gonna it's gonna rain and uh, boots here, and hoes, boots and hoes. <laughs> here's a here's a song by Travis Montgomery. Travis Montgomery. <laughs> it's called. It's called, um, uh, and this is the way it sounds too. It's called um, uh, the the song of my heart, Chattahoochee filler. Yeah, and then it's like song of my heart, song of my heart. And you're like, yeah, everybody knows this song, song of my heart, <laughs> song of my heart, and boots and hoes. And your friend is Fred Savage, boots and hoes, boots and hoes. Everybody know boots and hoes. <laughs> Everybody know boots and hoes. So that's just a, I know we got it kind of off on a tangent there, but we could we could make that boots and hoes happen. <laughs> Think about if we could partner up with Timberland Boots <laughs> and a strip club of some sort. Uh, Disco is Disco Inferno works for a strip club. There's our end. Well, if we're gonna go with like, where the shit out of him on. Twitter. And then, hey man, we got a sponsorship with Timberland. Don't ask look, us how we got it. Boots but. and hose. It's, it's the wave of the future. But I feel like that's just your mind going. That's boats and hose from Step Brothers. Your mind's like I, I don't even remember that. It's like your mind going. What was it? It was something in hose. Was it something with a B? 
Fuck, we'll just go boots. <laughs> <laughs> boots and hose. Boots and hose. Boots and hose. So I'll tell you what, we've been talking for a little while about dreams. Let's take a little break and we'll be back and we'll talk about something else. When you go shopping for wine, do you look at the labels? Do you stare at the price and wonder if the wine is worth the expensive tag? Well, stop it, because Wine of the Month Club has you covered. Every month, Wine of the Month Club is going to send you two bottles of high-quality wine right to your front door. And what better way to say I'm thinking of you than a subscription to the original Wine of the Month Club for a friend or a sweetheart. Each month, they'll be reminded of your thoughtfulness and will receive the monthly wine letter and newsletter binder. Recipes, wine knowledge, and great wine, and the opportunity to get more of their favorites is at hand. Give with confidence and joy, knowing that you're a part of the original Wine of the Month Club. By the way, there are no dues, no fees, no hidden charges. Cancel any time with no obligation. Just pay no more than $23.96 plus shipping for two great bottles of wine. Go there now. Sign up by visiting our link, tinyurl.com slash p3wine. That's tinyurl.com slash p3wine. The Wine of the Month Club, the original wine club since 1972. And we are back. Did you just notice that my voice had the power to just totally throw that solo cup off yeah, of its balance? There was a solo cup sitting on our table. And, and the power of my voice had the power to throw that bitch off of its I think it was course. the fact that when you were talking, you were like, and, and you throw your hands up almost like a touchdown signal and you go, we're back. And you come back through like you're doing the DX crotch job. I think that's what did it. <laughs> so either way, you're acknowledging that I had the power yes. mentally no. to make that cup. No, more, chop it down. more physically. Physically, you just. I never touched that cup. No, you didn't touch it, but you see that headphone cord that you have attached to you? That goes up to your headphones. Lies, lies, fabrication. And you see the headphone cord is right there by the solo cup. I think when you moved it, it knocked it over. If that's your perception, I mean, you could be your own Yuri Geller if you want to be, but yeah, you call me whatever kind of stuff you want to. Bend the spoon, bend the spoon right here. Come on, do it. Do it with your mind. Can you? Can you do it? Go ahead. If I had a Pee Wee Herman spoon, I'd knock your ass out <laughs> with a damn blow to the forehead. Well, why would you want to do that? I'm just saying. Because I'm calling bullshit on your powers? <laughs> <laughs> Look well, at that. I'm hey, magic. If you're acknowledging that I have powers, then yeah. I've already won. You have the power to I've already whip won. your headphone cord into a solo cup and knock it over. Congratulations. Well, that's your perception. You should challenge the amazing Randy for that million dollars. <laughs> or the amazing Jonathan. Tr- True magic does exist. <laughs> so, so I'm a, I'm a magician. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm probably going to quit my day job and really? just go out on the road uh, as a suitcase magician. A suitcase. Well, what are you going to put in the suitcase? My magician type stuff. Well, like what? What kind of magician type stuff are you going to put in there? I would have like pieces of paper, knives, <laughs> uh, some of handkerchiefs, of knives. Um, I would have <laughs> wait, like a top hat. Wait, I would have so, at least oh, wait, two wait, rabbits wait, wait, in case wait, wait, if the wait, one wait, rabbit just wait, died. Wait, wait, time out, time out. Then I would out. have another rabbit. <laughs> time out. So when you think of magicians, and if they're packing their suitcase, <laughs> the first thing you think of is pieces of paper. <laughs> 
Apparently, magicians teach school in their spare time, and you got to have some loose leaf college ruled notebooks. Do you know how many tricks you can do with loose, like, like with pieces of paper? Just pieces of paper. Like you can make all kind of different shapes and manipulate people's minds. Like, I feel look like, at that ear. Oh, that ear's gone. Look at that. Oh, it's back. Like, you can't do that kind of stuff. I don't know what the hell you're talking about right now. Watch some look YouTube at videos, that my ear. friend. Look at that ear. It's gone. It's back. Like, I could understand a deck of cards. And even the rabbit. The rabbit and knives. I get knives, too. But the first thing See, you See, in my to, little spill, I never said anything about knives. You did. That was the you second re- thing you said. No. Yes, you said pieces of paper, knives. But that was to have, cut the paper and make different types of shapes. You didn't say that. Just because it's in your mind doesn't mean that it's out actually You mean said. you couldn't say that? Yeah. You couldn't say that? No. You said piece of paper, yeah, knives. Yeah, I did say knives, didn't I? <laughs> I did say knives. But I didn't correlate the knives with the bunnies you did. No, I didn't I didn't correlate the knives with the bunnies. I'm saying that was what you said. You were like, knives, I'd have bunnies, I'd have an extra bunny in case the other one died, which is great. I'm glad you're planning ahead. But yes. why was one number one paper? <laughs> that was because what? like you like I said, you can make all kind of different types of shapes. You can do different optical illusions with paper. Tell somebody to fold one singular piece of paper twelve times. I feel like your magicians were like math teachers on the side. Do it. Come on, fold it. You can't get it more it than It was 11. just my dad doing old bar tricks. <laughs> That's all it is. Watch this. I'm going to bite the head off this Budweiser. Ozzy did it. <laughs> Shit, I chipped my tooth. <laughs> well, I'm going to go see Dr. Whatever his name is tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> Your dad doing old bar tricks. Watch, the, <laughs> watch me throw this dart. Hey. When I drank this beer, watch me bite <laughs> half of the glass while I'm drinking it. <laughs> like, and swallow it? Yeah. <laughs> Wouldn't that mess you up? Probably. <laughs> I just imagine somebody like a drunk magician. So watch what happens when I drink four beers really fast. He drinks them really fast and then just punches the guy in the face. Boom. I'm drunk. I don't care. <laughs> And I don't care what I do to you. Bam. Yeah. Sue me. What you gonna get? What's 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 fifty percent of nothing? Nothing from nothing, leaf nothing. Right. Like, you're dead. That's hilarious. That's just a funny thought. Just knowing all parties involved. Dude, like, for I never real. really had a circus clown at my for house real. and birthday. He he would come home sometimes and like if, if me and my mom, if we had like a deck of cards or something playing twenty one, he would just all of a sudden interject, Let me show you this trick. How did the guy, how did the queen have love with the jack and then the queen? And then, like, he, he would lay it all out to where it all made sense or whatever. <laughs> he's just like, bullshitting as he Yeah, he's just bullshitting as he goes. But, like, it, it made all kind of sense, you know. And so, he, once upon a time, these, he would there do was these. a joker. How the f- did the joker get in there? No, Is this a new deck? You didn't shuffle it? This one time, I don't know if he slipped me some whiskey or <laughs> if he just blew my mind. But one time, he had me shuffle the decks like literally maybe three, four times any way I wanted to. In that time, he was like, just shuffle. I'm going to go take I a piss. I don't care. Do whatever you want to do. And I guarantee you, I can lay them all out the way I want to. And like, I shuffled them all kind <laughs> the of different ways. And 
I gave it back to him, and he he told this story of how the king he had a queen, and then he laid the queen <laughs> out, and then the jack was right behind her, and then he laid them all out like correlating king and see queen, the three jack. clubs are what they used for protection. <laughs> but it was crazy because it all laid out in order. So he's bullshitting through a story. No, it's some kind of mathematical pie thing that, like, I don't know. I'm, I <laughs> still don't know. <laughs> if any of you out there, like, if this does make the 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 editors uh, yeah, pick, probably will. Why not? If any of you out there know the bullshit trick I'm talking about, where you can lay them out, king, queen, jack, you know, ten, nine, eight, seven, six, yeah. five, and. Like I said, I don't know. Maybe he had another deck up his sleeve. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe he had a prefab deck. Maybe he's just lucky. He did it like twice in a row. <laughs> <laughs> don't shuffle that deck again, motherfucker. <laughs> just quit shuffling it. You're going to mess up my spiel. Now the king's getting mad at the queen. You're going to have to quit shuffling them around. <laughs> And then the sheriff came in and he had a jack behind him. It was some redneck story like as he was flipping them out. It was crazy. We're going to have to have him on at some point. I'm telling you, I would love to have your dad on the podcast. I think he would be just too serious. Like if he thought that more than two people were listening to what he's saying, he'd just be too serious to where it wouldn't even be funny. What if we were just like, hey, let's just go drink and we won't. And we'll just record him without him knowing. <laughs> It'd probably be like the first viral video we ever had. We'd have lives. to bleep out a lot of stuff, probably. He speaks fluent Klingon. Backwards. The best story he's ever told was to himself. Of the two women he slept with in his life, one fell asleep. The other thought he was someone else. Dogs take him for walks. He is the world's most semi-interesting man. I don't often smoke, but when I do, I only choose Vista Vapors. Visit them today at tinyurl.com p3vista. Keep it flavorful, my friends. That's going to do it for this week of P3 Radio. Josh, did you have a good time? I just got here. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, did you have a good show? I did. Well, for Josh, probably this is Richard Mulligan saying thank you for listening well, and good night.